Welcome back, y'all. It has been forever since we have had a podcast. I think it's been three or four weeks. We've been on some winter breaks for us college students, but we're excited to be back on the podcast. I'm your host, Zachary Haynes. I think Grant has some intro music for us. I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay, that's enough. You can you can turn that off. I don't need to hear that. Zach, why aren't you smiling? Why am I not smiling? <laughs> hey, if, if for anybody that's watching the podcast, if we remember that we had a bet going on about wearing certain clothing apparel. You know, what, what from, kind of clothing apparel, Zach? You know, something with a huge G on it that, that says supports a team that I really don't like, like the Georgia Bulldogs because I'm a Florida fan. And I'm currently wearing that right now. I'm wearing a nice red and black polo with a nice Georgia symbol and logo on the front. So that's been great for this whole day. Right, Grant? I mean, it's the best I've ever seen you look, Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. It's the hardest I've laughed in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's great wearing this on the podcast. We have Trey. Of course, you heard his, his wonderful voice here. He's that South Carolina fan that we all know and love. Spencer Rattler, baby. Yes. We'll, we'll get into that transfer portal news. I don't know why he's getting so excited for another 9-3 season. Um, we have Grant. How about them dogs, baby? We have Grant Bagwell on the podcast. As you can tell, he's probably in a very happy mood because his team won something called the College Football Playoff Championship. Yeah, um, they did. Uh, it's been 40 years since they've won. 41? 41 years. 41 years since they won. You've had a great year, Grant. It's been a great... It, I mean, you give me the Braves and the dogs in the same year? Are you kidding me? All, all the curse like was building up to like one good year, and yeah. it was it, this year. It started year. with the Hawks, man. The, Fal- the Falcons won seven games. I mean, it's just it's a miracle <laughs> yeah. season. I was just I actually said See, that drafted, I was like, seriously, the fact that the, the Falcons aren't like four and thirteen. That's a <laughs> that's a success too. The, the curse is over. Would you rather have been lost twenty eight to three or have a Georgia national championship? Mm. What was what was what was what would have been worse? I mean, I'm still a bigger Georgia fan than a Falcons fan, especially now. I, I don't know if it would have been the same as you to ask me that. I don't know. No, I'd rather have the Georgia National Championship. Okay. This this was a sweet win from the outside looking in. Yes, yeah, it, it was a sweet this win. This one was better. Nothing tops this. <laughs> it's it's so sweet. It is. I have I have 20 seconds left. Grant, you can you have 20 seconds to, to yell or scream, do whatever you want. This this is your twenty seconds right here. My twenty seconds starting right now. Yeah, this right now. It's you're on the clock. Oh, okay. Hey, Zach. Uh, when was the last time Florida won a national championship? In two thousand eight. Uh, when was the last time Georgia won a national championship? Two thousand twenty-two. Monday, to be exact. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Does that mean we have the more recent natty? You do. And that means that you can't make any jokes against us. And the one thing you had going for you currently in the Georgia Florida series is now gone. Yep. The nineteen eighty national champ. No go dogs, no none of that. No, I just needed to make a point. Yeah, you just made. A, okay, well that's that's the end of that, Grant. Oh wait, well actually one more question, not about Georgia. How was the Gasparilla Bowl? <laughs> it was great. It was great, by the way. Okay. We've proved. I, uh, we, I think I actually turned that off like after the first quarter. It was pretty tough. Yeah, I think well, it, Trey, it's the second time in five years that Central Florida is the best team in that state. Wow, that is right. <laughs> They caught us on a bad year. <laughs> they, <laughs> they caught us on a really bad year. But hey, I'm going to say it on the podcast one time. Here comes Billy Goat. Here comes Billy Goat. Trey, do you know who Billy Goat is? <laughs> Billy Napier. Yes, there we go. Billy Napier. <laughs> Billy Napier's coming, man. He's coming. He's recruiting well. All right, we got a lot more to talk about on the podcast. 
We're going to get into Alabama and Georgia. I know that's what everybody wants to hear, want to hear our thoughts on that game. And then we're going to have a couple of thoughts on the rest of the college football playoff and how that um, how that happened because we didn't have a couple podcasts for that those previews and those breakdowns of those games. And then we're going to have a conversation about the college football playoff in general and whether or not we should expand it. That's going to be an interesting conversation. All right, let's get to our first game and the only game. Alabama versus Georgia. Alabama 18, Georgia 33. Um, I know a couple of friends that were at the game. It was quite an interesting game. I know Bryce Young. Bryce Young didn't have his greatest game. I think he threw for 362. Um, he had one touchdown and two interceptions. Stetson Bennett, 224 for two touchdowns. Um, Georgia's run game was there. They had a couple of big runs here and there, but it wasn't... It was it was overall just a, a really solid game, steady game for them. It wasn't so much that Georgia racked up the rushing yards incredibly; it was that they outrushed Alabama one forty to thirty. Yep, that's the big stat. Yep, and it also, I will say this is this is a big side note. Jameson Williams did get hurt in they in the first quarter. He did tear his ACL. That has now been confirmed by multiple reports. It's it's really sad for me first off because that's a, that's a game changing injury. Um, especially offensively for Alabama, and it's and it's a game, it's a life changing injury. Yeah, that means a top ten pick, and now he's going to be dropping down just because of an injury like that. It, it really stinks for him. I really feel for him. Even from a Georgia fan's perspective, that that really did stink to have that, that that hurt to watch just because. It, I mean, you knew what it happened right away. It was mm-hmm. I remember watching it and thinking, the, totally unbiased. You're just sitting there. He's done. You could see it. Everything. How, the fact he went down and then didn't move. Mm-hmm. It, it looked you could, just you could like see his leg. You could see and the way it moved. See, and then when they showed it in slow mo, it was like, mm, that I hurt. That hurt to watch. It's a game changer because they don't have a guy that can take the top off after no. him. Especially because Mechie's gone. Mm-hmm. So it, it was tough to watch. Mechie, Mechie really wasn't a guy that was going to take the top off of you though. He was more of a he was almost a route runner possession receiver. But I, I feel like he probably would have been in that role. Mm-hmm. When Williams went out, is what I'm saying. But mm-hmm. with both of them gone, you have no one who can do that. So, mm-hmm. um, and then some, the Georgia defense. I will say this: the Georgia defense stepped up in a big way in the red zone. Alabama mm-hmm. had multiple chances, four straight field goals, when they got in the red zone. They could not score a touchdown on that Georgia defense. Congrats to them before they finally scored that touchdown. Um, when they went up 18-13, and then short field though, short field. Yes, yeah, short field, and, and Stetson Bennett came out of nowhere. Yeah, After and the refs that. missed a blatant pass interference. Thank you, ACC. We appreciate your fine officiating. I thought the refs actually had a good nah, game. Nah, they actually had a good game. And there's a lot of Georgia fans out there, obviously, that were complaining. They, they pulled a Tennessee thing about throwing trash on the field. Uh, well, it wasn't mustard, but still. When they uh, – <laughs> when they, uh, um, It was a fumble, man. Yeah, it, it, and I agree. I saw it. it. It was a fumble. The ball was the ball was pointing upwards when he when – he, his arm was never moving forward with control of the ball. It's a fumble. Mm-hmm. It was a good call. And then it was very – I mean – Lit his fire. Uh, when, I was, when Branch when when Branch recovered it on the sidelines. I mean, you want to talk about foot placement? That thing could not have been closer. But he was in balance. It was. It, they got it right. They did. They did. I thought the refs did a good job. Overall, it was a great game. I was really enjoyed watching it with some friends. Um, I watched it with Trey Grant. I know you were watching it with your family. Oh, and, I was. Yeah, I was at home and screaming. <laughs> Where do you live again, Grant? Uh, just outside of Athens, GA. Yeah. Oh, no wonder. Wait, are you a Georgia fan? Nah. Sorry, you don't have to answer that. You don't. You don't have to answer that. <laughs> All right, I want to get your guys' thoughts on the game. Overall thoughts, Trey. We'll start with you. What are your 
I mean, obviously, I, I thought that Alabama wouldn't be able to run the ball. I was definitely right. Yep. I, I really like to see how Georgia's pass rush came out of the gate because in the in the SEC championship, the pass rush was almost non-existent. First drive, Bryce Young's getting drilled. I mean, I thought they came out with really good t- tempo and urgency um, on defense. I think Georgia showed their talent. I mean, we've been talking all year about how talented this team was. You could see it, and especially in that fourth quarter as it went on. Um, I think it was phenomenal the way that Georgia kind of took over the game. Stetson Bennett really stepped up. I think that fumble was great for the game because that really set Stetson off. I don't. Did he have an incompletion after that fumble? No, fourth quarter, four for four, 83 yards and two touchdowns. Exactly. I mean, it was incredible. Um, one thing, like props to Nick Saban, you know, top two receivers go down. But, I mean, he coached eight quarters versus one of the best football teams we've seen in a long time. And he had one quarter where it looked like his team was outmatched. And they were. I mean, if you look at the rosters, I think Georgia's a better team, and I don't think we'd argue about that. And so for him to do that good of a coaching job, I think it was good. But, man, the pick six in the fourth quarter, I thought that was really, really sweet. Had to be sweet for Georgia fans. Am I right, Grant? When he, yeah, when he didn't fumble, that yeah. was fine. But I was screaming go down from the moment he caught what it. Are you, but what that's you, fun. He's not the only Georgia fan here, you know. I'm, oh, yeah. yeah. Mr. Mr. Georgia Polo. What did you yeah. think? <laughs> Just kidding. You you can keep talking, Trey. I don't want to talk about that team down. But, I mean, I, I just thought once they got momentum finally and once they had a little crack or an opening to, to go take the lead and be forceful, they showed they were better. And I thought it was really good. Uh, props to Kirby Smart. And I thought it was interesting. At the end of the game, he said he was excited about next year, excited about the next one. So uh, He also said there's going to be some... Uh, what is it, debris? There's going to be some property torn up in Indianapolis <laughs> tonight. Q and Larry Munson. I loved that. <laughs> loved it. Grant, you're the Georgia fan here. What are your overall thoughts? Number one takeaway, um, when Henry, Toto, and Jalen Carter run at each other full speed on the goal line, Jalen Carter wins 33 out of 18 times. I don't know if y'all saw that, but on the first touchdown, when uh, – 33 when, uh, Zeus, 18 times. Yeah, I know, I, that, that number doesn't mean anything. When <laughs> Zeus scores the first touchdown in the game, uh, Jalen Carter was lined up at fullback, um, and they also had Jordan Davis playing like tight end. Uh, so it was the it was the the double jumbo package, um, and and Jalen Carter hit Toto and knocked him on his butt, and it was uh, it was very satisfying. Um, serious takeaways though, yeah, it was. Uh, there were, it was, it, I think everybody to some extent probably thought Georgia was. I know a lot of people were saying they were the better team, uh, not necessarily. The, I mean, you're not going to say they were the better coach team. That's against. I mean, obviously Saban's the best coach in cultural history, but like Trey said, it, the talent just kind of leaned on Alabama um, in the fourth quarter. Uh, it was you, you noticed even throughout the second half, and I believe Georgia's defense was on the field a lot more than Alabama's was. Um, by a pretty decent margin. However, the Georgia was running it at will in the fourth quarter. Um, they, and they did what they want on the offensive line. The offensive line was they setting did. huge they, holes. They, they did. And, they and did. that's one thing Alabama wasn't the best at all season. Like, yep. I remember when they played Florida, they, they gave up gaps. But the attrition, I mean, Georgia, because of the subs, I mean, they, they came at them all game, 100%. It was and Will, Will Anderson can only carry you so far. Man, he was playing all out, but I mean, they Georgia had a good game plan. Will Anderson did not impact the game like he did last time, and mm-hmm. I thought that was very good. Dallas Turner actually had a monster game for Alabama. Mm-hmm. He really impacted the game. Christian Harris had probably the best game of his career, too. I well, mean, that was sack on the first play of the game, and then the forced fumble. I mean, he, he was a monster. I will say, at the start of the game, Stetson Bennett was extremely nervous. You could tell. Yeah, you could tell. He, he was, he was be very more, tight. He needed to be more aware in that situation, too. He held yeah. on to the ball, and, and he didn't even feel the pressure. I mean, he leaned into the pressure. It was 
you know, I was yelling at the TV. And, and also in the, fir- in the first quarter, Yalmans, this is just how vicious college football is, but JT was trending on Twitter. That was that was throughout the first quarter. So Unbelievable! It was uh, as, as Alabama gets like two field goals. Yeah. Fans are ruthless. That's unreal. But um, yeah, no, it was a uh, it was a dominating second half performance by Georgia, um, and uh, it's a great day to be a dog. That's all I can say. But uh, we're, we're happy. We're happy for you, Grant. I was I'd, happy for Grant. That's why yeah. I wanted Georgia to win. Plus, like <laughs> you know, Alabama has won a lot of national championships in my lifetime. Georgia had not won once. What was it? Nineteen years before I was born. So it's been a long time. I wanted to see it. Yeah. I, I will say here, leaning on what you just said, Trey. That kind of that kind of leads into a topic I wanted to discuss. Is how good is this for college football? Like like legitimately, if. Alabama's always been the top dog. They've always been there. It's it's like Alabama wins one, maybe they'll win a back-to-back, but if they don't, they'll lose one and then they'll win another one the, the next year. And it's it's always it's always Bama loss, back-to-back Bama loss. Is Kirby Smart being a Saban disciple? Is he taking the realms of college football now? Is is Georgia getting up there to a point where they're going to be able to dethrone Alabama because I think even Georgia winning and them being the national champs. I don't think that dethrones Bama. No. I don't think that dethrones Bama. But I think year. that does put in a, a precedence that, that hey, Bama is still the top dog, but they're not unbeatable. You look at Georgia. If you build up, if you can recruit, you're going to be able to compete with them. If you have guys that are that are leaders like N'Kobe Dean, guys that are like Jordan Davis, you can even look at Stetson Bennett, guys that are walk-ons, that have everything to prove, and they're going to be able to come in and compete with Alabama and win a national championship. I think it's beautiful for college football. Well, we knew that they were beatable. Clemson showed us that. However, Georgia's done it in a different way because Georgia's basically become a copy of what's in Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. They've done it the same way Saban did. Clemson, on the other hand, benefited from two generational talents at quarterback. I'm not saying they didn't have players around them. They had one of the best defensive lines we've ever seen. Travis Etienne was good. Um, the the Ross guy at wide receiver they've they've had good players but they have not they've never been as deep at every single position like Georgia and Alabama have um, all of that to say I think this is more of just a continuation of that ten year war ideology that that like the old school Michigan Ohio State back in the day um, I, but in no way does it mean that Alabama is not the benchmark anymore um, for college football as a whole. I would say, uh, well, aren't the NCAA home offices in Indianapolis? Where are they? They're uh, wherever they are. They basically might as well move are you to sure Birmingham. They're not the SEC they home might as well office. move to Birmingham at this point. <laughs> the SEC owns college football right now. It's, it has a stranglehold on it. And I saw an article. I think it was on uh, Saturday Down South. It was uh, something along the lines of uh, the uh, the um, college football is the SEC world. Everybody else is just losing in it. Yep. And that's kind of spot on right now. And you got to think about that. Brian Kelly is at LSU right now. Oklahoma's coming over. Texas is coming over. Even if Texas isn't good, the brand. I mean, the SEC's gotten a lot stronger. Um, and one thing I thought about earlier did today. We keep, did we keep the receipt for Texas? Hey, look, first off, Texas has Quinn er- Ewers. Yeah. However you say it. So give him, give him a year. Give, or two. give him a, give him a couple years. And I still and think, I think they'll be like a two, three loss team, but I mean, but they'll, 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 they'll have a quarterback. Texas will have a quarterback. I will mark that down. My, my thing is I, I was thinking, you know, this is great for college football. Like it's good for a team that's not Alabama to win. But then I thought about it a little more and I said, 
is this really that great for college football? It's the best thing that could have happened with the two teams we had playing, but you had one SEC powerhouse beating another SEC powerhouse. Yeah. And I watched the postgame interview for Saban in Alabama. The two players that were arguably two of the best players in the country this season, Will Anderson, Bryce Young. Are coming back. They're back. And Bryce Young is young, man. I mean, he's a, he's younger than all of us sitting here. I mean, this is phenomenal that he's going to have another offseason to prepare, to get ready. Will Anderson, is. I mean, he might win the Heisman next year. I mean, he's going to have a phenomenal season if he has an offseason training and stays healthy. Uh, they're going to be at more full strength. They had a lot of young players this year. So it, it's still scary because I think preseason AP polls come out. Alabama's got to be number one, you yeah. know. Um, but we'll see what happens. I think Lincoln Riley gives us like a glimmer of hope coming from the Pac-12. Like maybe he can bring him back. And then the big, the Big Ten, know. the Big Ten's moving in the right direction, depending the, on what happens with Harbaugh. The Pac-12 does get interesting though next year with with Lincoln Riley at, at USC, Dan Lanning at Oregon. There there is potential out there now. Um, I'm curious to see what Lanning does, just because he's a defensive mind going to the Pac-12. Like if Oregon all of a sudden develops a relatively dominant defense at least as far as that conference is and concerned. And here's the thing, Oregon has the talent. They recruited well. Mario yeah. Cristobal recruited really well at Oregon. So it's there. I think Dan I think Oregon could possibly be 9 and uh, next year 9 and 3. I can't believe we're already thinking about next year. 9 and 3, 8 and 4, 10 and 2. Like I think that's a legit possibility with the talent they have. And don't you know that athletic department in, in Eugene, Oregon loves that Georgia just won the national championship mm-hmm. too cuz that gives Dan Lanning more cred. Mm-hmm. So they love that. I'll I will say this. I'm going to bounce off what you said, Grant. You said this is the first time that you've seen somebody beat Saban at their game. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good point. Like, this is the first time a Saban-like team has beaten a Saban-like team. Dabo Sweeney does things different than Nick Saban does. And the way that he had with those two generational QBs, like you said, and the talent that he had, he was able to he was able to beat Nick Saban twice. Yep. And, and he did it in a different way. Kirby Smart did it the same way Nick Saban did it, with depth, with talent, with recruiting, with defense, and he beat him. And it's it's the first time that we've seen we've seen something like that in college football. Which again, that whole change of college football could that be happening? Could we see these Saban disciples? There's so many Saban disciples out there. Kirby Smart, Jimbo Fisher, um, Billy Napier. Um, Mel Tucker, who's who's I'm forgetting one. Mario Cristobal, that's the only one I was forgetting. You've seen all these guys. Yeah, I would just say uh, we've seen one beat Saban. Two, well, now. two now, yeah, two. But we've seen one beat Saban in his game in recruiting. Jimbo Fisher's great, and he won the Natty at FSU, like fantastic. Like Texas A&M has not been what we thought it was going to be when he got there. It's been two years, you know. Um, we have not seen another Saban disciple do this yet, so I don't think this is about to be the norm. I think Kirby's special. I'm not saying it would be the norm, but I'm saying is it is it's possible bringing in is it possible that it's bringing in a new era of college football? Because it's been the Nick Saban era for who knows 15 not no yeah almost 15 years now where Nick Saban has owned the sport, and I, I'm saying is it possible that Nick Saban is getting older? And I know he wants to coach a couple more years. He said like coach 10 more years this past year when he got interviewed i pray he doesn't i pray he doesn't but i mean that's his life and he's really healthy i mean how many more national championships does that equal three or four (laughs) at least i mean at least you know that's a decade that's like we're talking 2030 being the cutoff year that's nuts probably like on the track they're on probably like four well not in ncaa football 20 you know not ncaa football 20 ncaa football 14 you know, if you play that video game, Nick Saban retires in like four years if you do Dynasty. Yeah, and they drop off too. Yeah, 
Bam, Bam was never good. They, they didn't know back then. Yeah, they didn't. We can't blame they, them. They, Doesn't like Arkansas get to be dominant or something? It's some random well, team. The thing South is, Carolina like, gets dominant in the game. So, yeah, which is great. But I mean, <laughs> Alabama didn't have quarterbacks back then. At least then. he's got the video game world. <laughs> I, I sure do. <laughs> but but they didn't have quarterbacks back then, and that's what the game you know yep. does. It. But like three four years later, once they got like Jalen Hurts, like it just started going up and up. And I mean, now they're getting the best quarterbacks. It's just. It's not fair. Like it's not. It's it's not fun for the rest of college football. But I, I think we we have a chance to see a change in culture, um, and, and a change in winning teams. I think what we saw this year with the diversity in the playoffs was good. Um, maybe we could get one SEC team next year. Maybe that'd be maybe. nice. Maybe I doubt it. I could see Bama and Georgia again next year. Oh, I actually already see it. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> You see the future, Trey? I, I don't see the future. These glasses aren't the best, but I mean it's not very hard. <laughs> So what about so we're talking about getting the two SEC teams in? I know there's been talk about expansion in the playoff. Is Doesn't it good matter. or is it bad for college football? If we expand the playoff, if we go from four to twelve, from what standpoint are you talking about? From from a financial standpoint, I guess. Yeah. But I'm talking about a, what about F, look how the FCS does it with with a more NFL esque playoff. Yeah, view. I Instead think if of we just had 12, two semifinals and a championship. Yeah, if we had twelve teams and we had the first four get a bye. And then the other eight fight out in four games to see who can move on. So what was I don't even know what the top twelve would have been a couple weeks ago. Do you know what the national championship game still is? I feel like it's still Georgia Alabama. If, if this yeah. was if this was the ranking like if this was the format this year, like for playoff, I feel like the rankings would have been different though. I feel like they ranked them differently because they don't have to play the I same mean, kind maybe of game. So I, I, but I mean, you have to look at matchups too. Some matchups are better are, are better. Okay, so I'm I'm looking at if we look back at the Ohio State. Does Ohio State probably play Mich or play Georgia better than Michigan? Yes, yeah, I think 100. Do, do I think beat Ohio them? probably not. I think I Ohio just, State plays better. I think Ohio State plays Bama and has the ability to beat Bama because of the receivers they have. Yeah, because it's a different matchup. I think I think if you look at Baylor, you can even look at Baylor and say Baylor would have a chance because of the way they play defense. So they they're able to shut teams down. I mean, I I'll be at Ole Miss only scored seven, and Matt Corral I know got out yeah, of the they, game. Yeah, I was gonna say they lost their quarterback. They lost Matt so. Corral, but they still held him to seven points, and that's a high powered. That is a high powered Ole Miss offense. They have talent on the field, so I'm saying these teams match. They could match up better than. No one than, wanted to play Utah this year. No, and and Utah Utah's a great example. Utah was on a hot. What if a team like Utah? Yeah. What if a team like Utah is coming in? They're ten and two. They just win the Pac-12. They don't have it in a four-team playoff. They have no shot because they lost two. Lo- they've had two losses, but they're they've won eight straight games in a row. Nine straight. They're hot. No one wants to play them. They go in and they play a team like Alabama, and since they're on a hot streak, they beat them. Like it happens the same thing in college basketball all the time. Like we see it, and I'm not saying that the. Be- a lot of the times, the best team doesn't win. But in that scenario, the hottest team could win or the more disciplined team. Or, again, a better team could win as well. Yeah. It just makes it more interesting. Yeah, maybe it does. And I, I think you would probably be more susceptible to upsets with some of those. I still think at the top, you're not getting the upsets necessarily. Um, I, I, I do agree with you now. I will say this. If you have a 12-team playoff, does Cincinnati make it all the way to the semis? Does Michigan make it all the way to the semis? Um, 
I think that's a more compelling discussion than whether or not. I, I just see it coming back to still Georgia and Alabama were above and beyond the two best teams in the country. And I just have a hard time seeing them losing to anybody behind them. Yeah, but you can say those are the two best teams in the country. But were Cincinnati, were Cincinnati and Michigan really the 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 three and the four best teams, and the third and the fourth best team in the country? Like if we if we expand, no, yeah, I, if to we, be real honest, no. Yeah, if we expand it, if we expand it, it's it's very possible that we're having a a playoff situation where we're actually finding the four best teams. We're finding the uh, the three best teams and the hottest team. Yeah, it's it's uh, well now. I mean, to say though, here's the thing with especially with Michigan, you have to look at the circumstances of the game. They were one of the hottest teams in college football coming into that Orange Bowl. You oh, yeah. just beat your rival for the first time in about a hundred years. You destroyed Iowa in the Big Ten championship game. As they should have. As yeah. they should, yes. As <laughs> they should have. Iowa's team. Anytime we believe Iowa's good, a, they're really not. A former number two team. <laughs> I was going to say, anytime you're having trouble falling asleep, just flip on like an Iowa-Wisconsin game. It works like a charm. Uh, but, um, no, it, they, they, they were definitely one of the hotter teams in college football. Georgia could have won that game 100 to nothing. It was, and again, now I know Georgia was coming off a, a, a terrible loss. They were motivated, and it probably didn't matter who they were playing the next week. It was, you just hated to be the team that had to play them. But it, yeah, I just, I don't think Michigan, it's, it's, it's hard to say that even though you flip it, that, that Michigan, I don't know. I, it, the criteria, I don't know what the criteria is at this point. I think because that we sit and wait two, three weeks for a game. I think that like gives teams huge advantages. Um, I think if you expand the playoff where we're only having the games the next week, or you have a week off and then there's game week, I think that's way different. Like I think that would be hugely different. I, I still think Georgia would beat Michigan, but I'm saying for other matchups, like you got Ohio State playing Alabama per se, a, a week to prepare is a lot different than a month to prepare. You know, um, you got Baylor playing another team. Like I mean, that that's a big game. So looking at the rankings right now, Baylor would have played Cincinnati. I mean, with a week of preparation, those teams are pretty close. I mean, that would have been a fun game It'd to been watch. A defensive game. It would have been a very defensive game. Utah at Georgia, um, or Utah at um, Alabama. I mean, that would have been an interesting game to watch, regardless. I mean, you know, there could be a win by ten, a win by twenty. But I'm saying, not giving Nick Saban and Kirby Smart a month to prepare for a game, and then like 15 days to prepare for a game, or 10 days to prepare for a game. I think it would make it different. I don't know if it would like change who the best team is, obviously. But I think football is a game of attrition. Obviously, we saw the injuries to Alabama. That's going to happen every single year. Um, and I think, you know, it's a team sport. So if you lose your quarterback, you lose your receivers, you need to have depth to win. Um, and I think it would be very interesting. I, I mean, is it going to make the sport better in giving us different winners? I think it, it raises the possibility for that. And and you could say, yes, it's possible that we could have the same winner. So and it's likely, winner, I would say. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's more possible that we have a yeah. diversity of teams. Well, and you also, and from a money standpoint, I think this is more likely to come about from a financial standpoint as opposed to a, let's just have a different champion standpoint. Because I, look, did y'all see the ratings for this national championship? It's the second lowest it's ever been in the in the yeah, in the in the two CFP because it's a it was a regional game. I, I mean the. You think, I mean, people in Kansas actually cared about this game? Unless what you, about California? I mean, like, yeah. we need to get Pac-12 teams in the playoffs. <laughs> they're not watching the SEC. They're watching. They're not watching a rematch of the SEC championship game. They're watching the transfer portal is what they're watching. But, I mean, think about that. If we had a 12-team playoff, you have a potential for two Pac-12 teams to get in at well, best. I, I think another thing that you can do instead of the 12-team playoff, why don't we take the conference champs 
and give them a first round buy. I'm sorry, group of five, you can't. I, I wouldn't give the group of five a first round buy. But I would give the, the big five, the big five, or we could put in the AAC as well. All right? Why not give the a group of, not group of five, why not give the, the power five teams a buy if you win your conference? I, I don't know how you would do that bracketing, though. Like, I know it would be tough. If you had four buys, it would work. So, well, if you do six buys. I guess, but six buys in 12 games? Why don't you do, well, you could do five, you could do five, the power five, if you win your conference, and then you have a, um, you have an at-large one. I I like the top four buys, um, and you give it to the conference champs, like the four best conference champs, you know, I mean, the Big 12, sorry, you know, <laughs> Pac-12, sorry. <laughs> but I mean, I, I think the, the four buys would be good because we want more games, you know? Yeah. I, I think it's good for the sport, though. Grant, anything else you got? No, I was just looking at the, like, after the conference championship week, after week 15, at the CFP rankings, just, I mean, if you had a 12-team playoff, you... The, what I mean, would it look like? What it, it, it would be really interesting. If you did the four, if you did top four, so you'd have Georgia, or you'd have Alabama, Michigan, Georgia, and Cincy all with a bye, and then you play uh, the first to worst the, from the, that the point. The five and the 12 the would play The five and the 12, show. and then in from there. Five you, and 12 would be who? Since, uh, since Notre, you, Notre Dame would play Pitt. Since he would not have had to buy, though, I think if this was like in my in my understanding, I don't think the rankings would be the same if this was the kind of thing because they would make sense. He prove it, you know. what I'm That's saying true. That's I, true. I, I don't think they would have put them in. I think Notre Dame would have gotten well <laughs> after the last because, few years. Well, because well, the only thing was though. Yeah, you're right because Notre Dame has more viewers than Cincy, and you're not leaving Cincy out by not putting them in the top four. So it would make sense to and put you Notre make Dame them prove at four. it more. Plus, if Oak State didn't, if they could run the ball, so then, <laughs> Oak so, State would have been four. Well, then let's, let's, then let's play a hypothetical and say you had Notre Dame at four, so your four buys would have been Alabama, Michigan, Georgia, and Notre Dame. You would have had Cincy playing Pitt, uh, Ohio State still playing Utah, uh, Baylor playing Michigan State, and Ole Miss and Oklahoma State. Which I think would be totally different because I don't think you're going to have as many sit-outs. If it's still oh, a no, you're not going to have any sit-out. 100% resurrects bowl season well, because we have yeah. some great matchups that are that might, that might as well be the Army All-America Bowl because they mean nothing because these are the second-string teams playing. Did you guys watch Pitt-Michigan State? I watched the whole game. Yeah, Kenny Pickett wasn't playing. Pitt's backup plays, gets hurt. Their third stringer comes in. He almost leads a game-winning drive and throws a pick six. If Kenny Pickett's playing in that game, do you know how much fireworks are playing? Uh, or, or going off in that game. If Kenneth Walker stays, like those offenses would have been electric. That was a great matchup. But because the two best players on the teams sat out, it was no fun. And Kenny Pickett's there on the sideline. There's no way he doesn't play if he's there, you know, or if they're in the, the it's, playoff. It's the risk of injury that, that because they're so focused, they're so focused on the draft. Because right after, right after your conference, and you have no chance of playing for a national champ. There's no, there's no point. There's no point the rest of your season because your whole goal is to play for a national championship. If, if you look at, and I will say this, if you bring it out to 12, there is something you have to be okay with. If you look at recruiting, there's been three towns in the country that have dominated recruiting even back before technically Kirby Smart was at Georgia. Tuscaloosa, Alabama, Athens, Georgia, and Columbus, Ohio. Those three teams will not leave the top 12. You, they will make the well, playoff they don't, they every don't leave, year. They don't leave the top five now. Yeah, so, so yeah. they will. You're gonna. You're 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 always gonna have but those three teams. We in, want so. them in. Like their but fan bases the are great. Time, yeah, yeah. Fan, great fan base, and they're huge fan bases <clears throat> as well, bringing lots of revenue. But you also, I think it's honestly, I think it would be a, I think it'd be a positive thing to have those those and, three and teams in. And the thing is, you, recruiting, you'll expand it a lot more as well because you think about it. If you have a twelve teams that can make the playoff. 
recruits aren't going to be as as common to go to an Alabama. They'll be like, oh, I'm going to go to Alabama because they're definitely going to have a shot at the national championship. Well, you can look back at look at back at Michigan State or look back at Ole Miss and and what they're building there, and they're consistently in the top ten. A recruit could say, I like their culture better here. And, and now that they've expanded the playoff, it's very possible that, that my team could get in the playoff and have a shot. And I really like Mel Tucker, so I'm going to go to Michigan State instead of going to Alabama that's that's prone to win a national champ. Well, and it's it's also, yeah, think about it. Now, like you're saying, you have teams that is a recruiting pitch. I mean, can you imagine if Lane Kiffin got to say, hey, we're you come to Ole Miss, we'll go to the playoff. That's he'll That'll bump up their recruiting. The change happens, though, when you still have what appears to be, no matter what, no matter what they do, in the in the short term for the next few years you're not fixing the quote-unquote problem of georgia and alabama are the two dominant teams in football and no one's going to touch them you still have that for the time being no matter what you do however i don't know how you fix that i i think i think that those two teams will definitely especially with the coaches they have and the recruiting geniuses that both of them are they'll adapt because when lane kiffin is able to say hey you come to ole miss we'll make the playoff well now kirby smart and you know, at this point, Kirby Smart and Saban's been able to say it since 2009. You come to Georgia or Alabama, you'll win a national championship. It, it's there's still a difference between that. I don't. I still don't think Ole Miss, or I'm using them as the fill, you know fill in the blank for team mm-hmm. that's not Georgia and Alabama. Still, they might be able to say you'll make the playoff, but you're not necessarily going to be able to say you're going to win the national championship. That coveted spot, that spot of the few now instead of just being that top four becomes those top two that play for a national championship so it just changes the value system i I still think you're going to have a hard time out recruiting some of the top schools i just don't think you fix that what was i going to say i I was going to say with recruiting if you look at alabama's roster they have so many good backups like bryce young best quarterback coming out last year sat behind mac jones a whole season now that you have 12 teams making the national stage. Bryce Young can say, you know, why am I going to go sit and wait a year behind this guy? When I go to Michigan State right now, I can win at least 11 games. I can, you know, get to the Big Ten Championship, and I'll be in the playoff guaranteed. You know, why, why, would, you, why would you wait on one of the elite, elite programs when you have a chance to showcase your ability? Because you look at what happened to Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow went to LSU, showed he could ball, stayed for the postseason, gave that extended action, showed he could win, showed he could perform at an elite level. I mean, literally went from a seventh-round projected pick to the first pick in the draft. For linebackers, edge rushers, corners, to say, hey, I'm going to go somewhere where I know I'll be on national television because more national deals will be happening and things like that. To say, I can go somewhere like that where there's a good coach, there's a proven record of players going to the pros, but now I can do it on a big stage. I think you'd see less players willing to sit and wait at one of these schools that we know are making the playoffs. And so. it's already big enough that they're transferring. I mean, it would be a... I, I think that could also... That could also change the transfer portal as well. well they need to put restrictions on the transfer portal. Uh, not They don't need to stop it, but they, it's literally free agency right now. It, it. I mean, it is. But I, I think that could actually... I think that could l- lower the transfer portal a bit if we do expand. Mm-hmm. Because then, again... Guys, when they really go to these schools because this is a big program, they're going to compete for a national championship, this is why I'm going to go. And then a year later, they're like, oh, I don't really fit in here, I'm going to leave. And then they go somewhere else. I think that when they're when they're making that decision in a high school as a high school guy, and they're about to decide where they're going to go to college, now you don't have to think about it. This is a bigger program, they're going to compete for a national championship. You can go down to these lower programs, hey, they're still going to have a chance to compete with a national 
uh, they're still going to have a chance to compete for the national championship. And I really like their coach. I really like the culture. I really fit in there. And I think that might actually shut down the transfer portal a little bit. What do you think about changing the redshirt rule back to what it was? Or, or, or maybe restricting it to two games rather than four? Because right now, a player can go, coach can put him in four games, he can be there for a year, he said, ah, you know, I don't like it, and he could leave. Whereas before, like, you didn't have that redshirt ability. You know what I'm saying? You played in one game, or two games, and you were, you know, done. You, you lost a year of eligibility. I think that would restrict the transfer portal. I just want, what are you guys' thoughts on that? I mean, I think it would. I think it definitely would help the transfer portal, but I don't see how you're going to go back on that rule. I mean, you've had it in place for so long. Um, I don't think it's a bad rule. I would say you could lower the amount of games. I'd say, what about two? What about two games? I just say restrict it more because I feel like that would be better for the transfer portal numbers because I want the transfer portal. Like, I want it to be good. I want Davos Sweeney to use it. You know, like, why would you not use the transfer portal? It's a great way to build your team. But did a South Carolina fan just say something that he wants to happen at Clemson that would benefit Clemson? <laughs> I'm just saying, I think it's really, really, I, I don't understand his logic by looking at the transfer portal and saying, hey, we desperately need a quarterback that can make plays. Caleb Williams is out there, but there's no way we're going after him because that's not how college football works. I just don't understand yeah. how that makes sense. Like, yeah. As a coach, like, why would you not want every competitive advantage within the rules? For two seconds there, I thought I was in the twilight zone. I'm staring at a Florida fan wearing a Georgia shirt and a, and a South Carolina fan saying something that benefits Clemson. So. <laughs> I'm just, that, that's a case example. And on top of that, Georgia's the national championship team, yeah, so this is a weird place right now. <laughs> definitely, so. definitely I'm just in saying, the zone. I, I think that you know, with the expansion of the playoff and maybe a change of the redshirt rule, we could see more normality and more uniformity in the, the transfer portal where, you know, it, it's more of the same every year rather than more numbers every single year going up. Well, we could say, is change bad? Is change bad for college football? It's not, but over the last four years, the number has gone up exponentially. And like this year, I think right now, more people have entered the transfer portal than they did last year in like May. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a like year. A, it's over. It's over like thirteen hundred. I think that's crazy. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, and there's not. That's not bad. Like, it's a good thing for players to change. Um, but right now, guys can literally use it. Like, you know, I, I'm not even going to leave my school. I'm just going to enter the transfer portal and like think about it. You know, and it affects where like multiple players go. Because I saw a report earlier by Paul Feinbaum that multiple Oklahoma players are waiting for Caleb Williams to decide where he's going, and then they, there's a very good likely chance that they leave and follow him there. You know, and so, but if you have the redshirt rule in place, and you have the the expansion in the playoff teams, I, I don't know if that's happening. You know, so that's just that's just an opinion. All right, we're gonna move on from that topic. We're gonna go into more of the bowl game on what happened in bowl games. Um, thoughts on the other bowl games? We're, we're not gonna go into the we're not gonna go into the Gasparilla Bowl unless we need to go into the Gasparilla Bowl. I want to talk about the bigger bowl. Just games. tell me who won. It's UCF. And who'd they beat? Florida. All right, we're done with that. <laughs> hey, uh, isn't there a receiver that plays for Ohio State that had more receiving yards than most quarterbacks throw for yeah, in a uh, game? Jackson Smith and Jigba. Ah, yes. That's that's, that's how you say the name. Um, best receiver in college football next year, by the way. Ooh, hot I, take. I do not. I I don't think that's a hot take. Oh, I'm not after this. <laughs> I, don't, month, yeah. I really don't think that's a hot take. Sorry, Plus, he's Grant. Got, he's it's got, not George Pickens. It'll be him. I wouldn't have said George Pickens anyway. (laughs) Brock Bowers, maybe, but not George Pickens. Did Pickens Pickens say he's coming back this this coming season? Uh, I don't know. He'll probably wait to see what's done at quarterback position, too. George's quarterback room is going to be nuts in the spring. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I heard JT Daniels and Carson Beck are going to be transferring. Well, Beck doesn't know the offense. Daniels isn't probably going to play one way or the other. Um, Vandergriff doesn't know the offense. And then the – 
or is apparently struggling in the offense. Uh, I don't. Who knows what Stet's going to do? And then Gunnar Stockton's coming in. So you hypothetically, Georgia's quarterback room could have three five stars, a or three former five stars, a former four star, and a national championship quarterback all in the same room. It's people are going places. You're not. That's not going to be what Georgia's quarterback position looks like September no. next year. But I mean. Who knows? I, I think that'll probably determine a little bit with Pickens. I, I, I also heard Darnell Washington's thinking about transferring uh, and Kyrus Jackson. I don't know about Kyrus unless he does some kind of grad transfer type thing. I don't even know. See, he should have just graduated. I think he was a senior this year. Well, he might do a grad transfer. Um, well, it's very possible. He would, <laughs> and Darnell did, no, Washington, I feel like, would transfer as well because Brock Bowers is, is going to be the starting tight end next year. Yeah, but Georgia plays a lot of two tight ends. So I'm I'm not as much convinced that he will. I know Amir Speed transferred this week. Um, who's a fifth? He was a five-year player for us. So he's going to go do grad transfer. He's a wide receiver. Um I mean, it's it'll thin out like any other. I mean, Alabama does the same thing. Most SEC schools will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, it happens, so especially when you yeah. have all those players. The transfer portals open that up a little bit. But going back to the bowl games, yeah, I thought the Rose the the Rose Bowl was electric. Like great I, game. I was oh, happy man. to see Ohio State whip back like that. I just made it fun. Um, I, I like it when that game's good. College football is better when that game is good. Oh, yeah, the Rose Bowl game is is by far my favorite bowl game. By far. I have a question. As good. I, you know, we were talking earlier with the playoff about teams getting hot and stuff. As good as, as Smith and Jigba played in that game, to be real honest, he was kind of, the, aside from the fact that they won, obviously that's great, but he was really the lone bright spot for, for Ohio C. State C. in that Stroud game. As well. And I know C.J. Marvin, well, Marvin Harrison the, the, Jr. also the had only, like, what, three touchdowns, the two only, touchdowns? The only thing with C.J. Stroud is he kind of was the bright spot because in Jigba. I mean, how many, how many yards did Jigba have in that game? 347? Yeah, it was, yeah, I, it was, I it was three, off 326, something like that. It, it was, was off the chain. Yeah. And, now, and not taking away from C.J. Stroud, a great quarterback. But all of that to say, Ohio State's immensely more talented than Utah is. Utah should not had no business keeping that game Utah close. Utah's pretty good, though. You look at their I would, players. No, They're, for sure. But they definitely played above their heads in that game. I was impressed. Like, hats off to Utah. And I get it. Ohio State had people that opted out, and I don't think Utah did. Garrett, Garrett Wilson still, and Chris Olave. I know. Um, that's not that big of a loss. Come on. Just yeah, just two first-round wide <laughs> yeah, receivers. Yeah, I know. You know? <laughs> but still, no, they um, – yeah, no doubt uh, Utah, that was that was, that was was a fun game to watch. That was one of the – really, we didn't have a lot of bowl games that were – the Sugar Bowl was interesting. It was kind of the opposite scoring-wise, but it was close. We really had a lot of bowl games that were interesting the, and fun to watch. I thought the watch. Oklahoma State and Notre Dame game was fun to watch. I thought it was a great game. That, I thought, that one was a good I one. I thought it was great. Well, first off, my dad's a huge Notre Dame fan. Mm. I thought it was so fun to watch him go from 28-7, to 7, him screaming and, and being all happy. And then I went to the gym and came back, and he's sitting there on his couch, slouched down, biting his nails because they're losing after being up by three touchdowns i thought the market i thought it's a great start to the marcus freeman area freeman era well it was it, it was w- a great first three quarters yeah it was a great it was a, it was a great start yeah. didn't, not a great finish to a not great a start. great finish no it's it's kind of almost similar to what notre dame's been known for um choking in big games i'd say another cool thing out of the out of bowl games too how about bob stoops coaching a game 
for Oklahoma. And how about the way they played? So no Oklahoma, all, Oklahoma all year, like offense hasn't lived up potential. Like they're, they're playing down to competition. They come out versus a really talented Oregon team. And oh my goodness, they lit it up. Lincoln Riley, Lincoln Riley through the season so he could get more money. That's, I'm that's, just, that's what I, I, nah, I'm just convinced <laughs> that was really Utah's team. They wanted more of Oregon, so they just dressed out in Oklahoma uniforms and went out there. Caleb Williams oh, man, what great, is it though. What is it that you said? Oh, yeah. Last night, Zach and I were talking about just the Georgia-Alabama game and how hard it is to to beat a team twice. You know, like, like 2017, Auburn yeah. killed Georgia in Auburn, and then Georgia turned around and returned the favor in the SEC championship game. It's it's hard to do, especially a quick turnaround. Unless, and I said, and I just said, you're unless you're Oregon, <laughs> and then it's, I mean, you just get beat worse the second time. Is is that all to blame on Mario Cristobal though? Because think about that. Like, yes, the yes, the talent gap between those teams is almost non-existent in my opinion. I, what between Utah and Oregon? Yeah, yeah. I'm saying, like, are you talking about talent? Are you talking about Five star to four star talent. Well, I'm just talking about the teams in general this year, like good players on the teams. Uh, okay, I think Oregon underachieve. They I, came oh, into the horseshoe that. and they beat Ohio State, and then you go into lose to Stanford, and then Utah, and mm-hmm. then Utah again. Yes, I, and I agree with that. But I'm saying to play against Utah to see what what was happening on the field, to see what happened where they got blown out, to go and have more preparation for that, and to come out and the exact same thing happen. I mean, literally the same thing. I think that falls on the coach with X's and O's, and so whether oh, yeah. Mario Cristobal like just gets better at coaching, well, or Mario Cristobal is not the greatest. He's not the greatest X's and O's guy. That's, that's what elite, I'm saying. He's an elite recruiter, mm-hmm. and I think that's what he's going to be at Miami. Well, Mark Rick was like that too. So I mean, you know, and we saw it happen in Miami. So yeah, he sure. had one good season where like we thought they were really good, and then they played a couple real teams, and you know, got knocked around. So well, that happens with Miami all the time. College football is better when Miami's good, though. So we want them back. This is true. Yeah, college Jordan. football is better when the Florida, the state of Florida, is good. What you talking about? They are good, dude. Central Florida representing. Stop. Yeah, UCF fans. Stop. Gus Malzahn. Stop, D- dude. UCF has a national. There's two Florida teams that have national championships since Florida does. FSU and Central Florida, man. 2017 national champs. Auburn didn't stand a chance. Nope. <laughs> I'm just gonna pretend like that. You didn't say that. I'm just gonna pretend you didn't. Ladies say that. Ladies and gentlemen, he's gonna pretend because he can't say anything. That's yeah. why. <laughs> That's right. I, I can't have those words out of uh, my We got to be nice to Zach, though. It is his podcast. So. <laughs> He's wearing my shirt, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the transfer portal, and then we're going to some grading of teams. Transfer portal news. I want to go into just one name specifically. I wonder who that is. Um, it, Caleb Williams. USC. Um. What was that, Grant? I just I figure he's going to USC. Yeah. That's just my opinion. Crystal Bald. Crystal Bald. I mean, he got offered by Eastern Michigan for $1 million. Dude, Charlie Batch, he's out here like doing some illegal kind of things. I mean, yeah. that, that sounded kind of sketch. Yeah, but, I mean, hey, Caleb Williams going to USC. Jackson Dart now leaving that USC quarterback who's really good, by the way. Jackson mm-hmm. Dart's a really good QB. He's out at USC. I'm... <laughs> I don't know how I feel about what Lincoln Riley's doing. I really don't. Like he's taking there's there's some talented guys at USC, and he's just taking all his guys from Oklahoma, and they're just mass max exodus to USC. Is that not way better than the rest I, of the Pac-12? I was, but <laughs> yes, I, but I would still say on, like on his part though it's smart. I mean, think about it. The contract, I mean, people, and I was one of them, at first said, well, he's ducking the SEC. 
on for his part, he's get the contract he signed is kind of ludicrous. You're going out to play in what is essentially the discount Big Twelve, and you're taking a very the talented team. With, you're taking a very talented team with you, essentially, especially one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Why not? Well, you're gonna you're gonna compete out there. Caleb Williams makes you a playoff content. Not, not yeah. I mean, like obviously they they would get smacked by Alabama or Georgia. Um, but I, I think it gives you a chance to make the playoffs the first year. And I thought like four weeks ago that was impossible. And I'll tell you this: I think it's a smart move in the sense that Oklahoma. He's been in Oklahoma for a while. They've made the playoffs and have lost in Oklahoma style football every single time they've made the playoffs under him. Whether it was to and it was to three SEC schools: Georgia, Alabama. And LS, or Georgia, LSU, and Alabama, I think in that order. Um, they, they, I don't want to say that I don't want to say that he was in danger of getting fired, but eventually you're just making the playoff, having a scare or a loss to Iowa State in the middle of the year, and then getting blown out by an SEC school. Eventually, Norman Norman boosters are going to get tired of that. Now go to USC in a conference that doesn't ever get in the playoff. They've gotten who's the last team was Washington. I think it was Washington. Was Washington last? Washington was the last one who got drilled, and they haven't been back in since. Okay, they actually played really well. They actually played better they than played most good, teams. They played good defense. Jacob Eason, they had no offense. Oh, it was yeah. 24 to 7. They still. They it wasn't still Jacob got Eason. It was before Jacob Eason. Oh, it was, it was, sorry, sorry. Jake but, Browning. Yeah, that, that's who Browning. it was. Jake Browning. Which, yeah. Was Browning better? I think Browning was better than Easton yeah, overall. Was, yeah. But, yeah. but Browning wasn't a good quarterback. Like, Browning was a good college quarterback against Pac-12 teams. But, I mean, you can't hang with the tide. Side but, note, side note, side note. Jacob Easton, that reminds me of quarterback situations. How many would Georgia have if they wouldn't have lost Justin Fields? Just putting that out there. At least two. Including this one, at least two. At least two. At least two. All right. Back, back to what you were saying, Grant. But no, seriously, I think going to USC, you're in a conference that is is, is starving for a pl- just an appearance well, at this point. City, at a school yeah. that's starving for an appearance. At a school that is in a massive market. Mm-hmm. I, again, are they football crazed in Southern California like they are in Georgia Absolutely and not. Alabama and Florida? No. But it's still a football market. There's and there's there's way it's way easier to recruit at USC than it is at, at Oklahoma. Even as storied a program as Oklahoma it is, you just basically have to get in your car and drive. It's like going to it's it's like being in Miami, just and driving up to Liberty City. It's not hard to do. You just got to get in your car and drive 15 minutes down the road, and you're in fertile recruiting well, grounds. Well, dude, quarterbacks want to play with Lincoln. So think about Lincoln's quarterbacks. Yeah. he took a transfer in Baker Mayfield, who's playing terrible in the NFL right now. Heisman, Kyler. Heisman. Jalen Hurts, Heisman finalist. I mean, he took three quarterbacks that we saw not succeed other places, made them Heismans. He's got quarterbacks chasing him. And what do other players do with good quarterbacks? They want them. You look in the NFL, players follow Tom Brady. Right now, there are reports players are going to follow Caleb Williams. Stogner followed Rattler to South Carolina. I mean, players want to play with good quarterbacks because that's how you win. Did you just say Spencer Rattler's a good quarterback? What is that? <laughs> just let him. Forget just, about this past year. It just <laughs> didn't count. Just let him have his moment. It's Beamer But ball. I'm saying, whether he's good or not, he has a player following him yep. because he likes to play with him because quarterback is premium. Mm-hmm. And Lincoln Riley's proven, hey, I can make you an NFL quarterback and I can win with good quarterbacks. That's all I need. Mm-hmm. And so we'll see what happens. All right, let's move on to grading teams. Now, we're not going to grade every single team, okay? No, we're, we're grading 130 FBS Division One teams in the next yes, how, 15 minutes. Yeah, that would, that would be quite a quite Tra- a Trey's, Trey's 17. Gonna do, and Tra- 17, yeah. 17. Yeah, Trey's gonna do it actually by himself. <laughs> I'll go as fast as I can. <laughs> you ready, Trey? Let's let's go straight into. I'm just kidding. 
let's uh, you've done your study on akron right yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right let's go to first let's go to let's go to sec all right i think we both can say georgia a plus by by far a yes. plus season i think if you like a, a screenwriter had to write a season for georgia for a movie like this is how they would write it like for them losing the sec championship and winning how they did mm -hmm. I, I was great with the quarterback they won with too they, it, they stuck it, with stats and it worked like that's mm -hmm. just whether it was lucky or not we'll take it <laughs> I'll, I'll say alabama i'll get you i want to get your opinion on this i think alabama's an a plus as well and here's why nick saban the coaching job that he did, this this Alabama team is nowhere near as talented as his other teams that he's had. And he took them to a national championship and won them an SEC championship. So I think that's deserving of an A+. I think it was an A- minus or A. Are we are we Just, grading the team, like how good they are? The season. Over, We're grading the team and the season. Okay. I, the reason I say A- minus or A, I will lean A. Just because you, you talked about the coaching job he did. However, he was what 20 23 and 0 against former assistants coming into this year and finishes the year 24 and 2 uh not his finest showing i mean by his stand not his finest showing with air quotes around that i mean that's yeah still, his, they were his still finest in the national showing championship. is 12 and 2 yeah but still um they i, I you know all around just it didn't did it ever feel like alabama was just they never felt like they were the dominant team in college football after they did the, for, for about the first a, three weeks and then for about a week after the after the sec championship game and well, they, well during, leading, leading during up, the leading break up to the break going into the playoff yeah so that whatever two weeks that was leading up to that and then and then you know both teams blow out who they play so you you're feeling like this could be another good matchup I just don't think Alabama was an A-plus this year. I, I'd give him an A just because of what they accomplished. I yeah. mean, Nick Saban is just consistent. I don't know if I'd ever give him a season that's under an A-minus in his career. I mean, no. he's, he's just done a great job. Their team was not as talented as it was last year. Dude, look at who got drafted from their team last year and how those guys are playing in the pros. It's absurd. But with this young of a team, I mean, the, the fact that they not only beat Georgia once but made it to the national championship and threw punches with Georgia for three quarters – I mean, it's really great because Georgia's a veteran team, a more talented team. I mean, you know, so I, I, I give them an A. What about Texas A&M? B plus, A minus. I'll give them an A minus just because they beat Alabama. But uh, no, I'll give them B plus just because I, I think that beating Alabama is great. Didn't they lose to Auburn? No, they beat Auburn. Are you sure about that? They beat Auburn? Yeah, they beat Auburn. They lost to LSU then. They lost to one of the Tigers. I forget which one they lost yeah, to. Yeah, they lost to LSU because they beat Auburn. Okay, what they finish ranked? They didn't finish ranked. I don't think so. Yeah, they, they, they were the first one. The, the final AP ranking, they were 26. Yeah, I would say B+, plus, somewhere in that range. B, 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 B+. Plus. It, it, was, it was a very up-and-down year. And when, once you thought – I mean, you beat Alabama – how awesome is that? How awesome does that set up for you to represent the West? And you squander it. Yep. You can't squander those opportunities. I don't care if their recruiting class is what it is. You're still not jumping either of those other teams because of one recruiting class. They squandered an opportunity. That was that was ugly. I am. I'm gonna go with B. They went four yeah. and four in the conference, eight and four. Did like, they? Yeah. Think about what Jimbo Fisher got paid to go there. Yep. Think about the expectations when Jimbo came. I've not been impressed. And, and I thought they had a great, they had a great defensive line, and they couldn't do anything with it. I, I I'll give, I'll agree with you. I'll go B as well, just because of the fact that they lost. Don't get me wrong. Arkansas is 
good team. But they lost to Arkansas. They lost to Mississippi State. You had those games. All you had to do is win those games and then beat Bama like you did, and you have a shot. But you didn't do that. You lost those games. Then you went in and you lost to LSU, I believe. So you're losing these games that you should not lose, and you're winning the game that you need to win to get to get there. That's that's just, why I'm going to give you a B. Like. Just think about this. Quinn Ewers is from Texas, wants to play for a Texas team. Looks at Texas A&M, looks at Texas. He's like, eh, I'd rather play for this team. I mean, he went to Texas over Texas A&M. I know there's a brand there, but I mean, come on. What does that say about what Jimbo Fisher's doing? I mean, Zach Alzada left. Well, I mean, look, uh, think about this, though. Texas A&M does have the best recruiting class in the nation. That's good, and we'll see what comes of that. But, I mean, over over time, like the best recruiting class every year, sorry. Uh, best recruiting class every year, that's great. And that's what builds Georgia and Alabama. One great recruiting class and then a couple other good ones. You know, because there's a lot of five-star players that don't pan out. There's a lot of three-star players that do. And so I need to see more than just one class. And so I won't give them over a B because of their class. What happened on the field? I would say LSU, Mississippi State. Not much. I think I think Mississippi State had an average season. I think y'all could agree. Um, yeah. I, I think mean, LSU getting rid of Mississippi Ed Mississippi State, yeah. You can talk about up and down. Seven and yeah. six. I mean... LSU another average year as well. Um, well, not even average. That bowl bad, game was painful, man. Bad, bad year for actually for LSU. Yeah. Um, what about Ole Miss? What are we giving Ole Miss this year? Ugh. I know they lost the Sugar Bowl somewhere in the B range. Well, well Shape, or um, I always call him Shape Patterson. He got hurt. Yeah, Matt Corral. Yeah, Matt yeah. Corral got hurt, and so that that hurt. I mean, like I felt like it would have been a totally different game. I give him an A. I mean, they went ten and three. Um, I don't know their loss off the top of my head, but I mean. They Overall. lost to Bama. They lost to Bama. 20 um, point, right? Yeah, Bama. Who's the other team they lost to? Baylor? They beat Arkansas. They beat Arkansas, right? Yeah, yes. They, they beat Arkansas. 52 51. I'm yeah. looking at their schedule. They lost to Bama. Was it Auburn? Yes. They lost to Auburn. They lost them. Right? No. Yeah. Arkansas lost to Auburn. Did they lose to Auburn? Did, did Ole Miss lose to Auburn? They did. So, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's a bad loss. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what, but I mean, you gonna drop them three letter grades now? <laughs> well, Auburn, like Auburn, Auburn was way better earlier in the year. That's one thing with college football. Like you know, teams change throughout the season. When, when did they lose? Middle of the uh, Halloween. Was that before or after the Bo Nix injury? Because like they were two different teams. No, it was Bo Nix. It was one. Yeah, Bo so Bo Nix was there. Was there. That's still not good, but I mean, it's it's better because Auburn was. If there's team. one thing Georgia and Alabama fans can agree on right now, though, man, I love this Auburn. This Auburn year was so great. I know. What are you? What are you gonna give? All, okay. All right. What was your letter grade for Ole Miss? B plus. I give him B plus. B plus. A. A. What about Auburn? F. F. Uh, Georgia no, fans. I'll give them like a C minus. They were abysmal. That was just bad. And I don't care. Bo Nix or no Bo Nix. He's the spottiest player in college football. C minus. Good Bo Nix, bad Bo. Yeah. Good Bo, bad Bo. What about you, Trey? I mean, C minus? I mean, this is a new year, so like we're expecting some turnover. That's kind of a veteran team. Great running back. Supposed to be a really good quarterback. Finished six and seven. I mean, one player doesn't make the team. So I, you can't put it all on Bo Nix's injury. So I'm going to give him C-. The, I saved this last team because I, I, I just got to shout him out. Arkansas, big, fat, A+. Plus. You get an A+, plus Arkansas. I and agree. I think you guys can agree on that. A+, plus, absolutely. 9-4, and four, 
the job Sam Pittman did look for at, Arkansas. Look at the losses, though. They played with Alabama four quarters, yeah. man. Like, it, it, a, a great year for Arkansas. Just and, the fact and that... And you can't really... You're not going to... You're going to compete possibly for national championships if you can build it up, but I, 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 I don't just know. Just the fact that Funny Maine upgraded them from bacon bits to bacon strips. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, that's big right there. That's that's really big. I'm proud of Arkansas. And I love Sam Pittman. Are, are you getting like A+. A plus? All, oh, yeah. In all honesty, I, like in seriousness, I love Sam Pittman. Mm-hmm. Trey, you giving <clears> an A-plus as well? Yeah. I mean, they lost to Mississippi by one or Ole Miss by one. Other than that, there are other losses. I mean, that, that's not a bad loss, you know, especially for what what were their expectations coming into this year. I mean, they crushed it. Nothing. So, I mean, I I, I watched a bunch of Arkansas games this year. I, I watched their Texas game, watched the Texas A&M game. Like, who else can say in other years, like, man, you know, I was free on a Saturday, and I was like, man, I got to watch this Arkansas game. They made me want to watch them, and they were good. For two seconds, I thought you were taking that to, like, who else can say they thumped Texas like that? And I was about to say well, everyone. Most, most Kansas. people Texas played. <laughs> Kansas. <laughs> Pretty much everybody Texas played this year. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the SECs. We're gonna keep it moving here. Georgia A plus. What about Tennessee? Okay, as far as actually, I mean, they overachieved for sure. I, I mean, I don't. Well, I don't even know if they overachieved. I don't think we knew what to make of Tennessee going into the year. I didn't think they'd be good, and they really weren't great. But I mean. Or they, I mean, they they weren't bad per se. Um, I would give them a B plus in that or somewhere in that range. Just I would give them a B plus just because they did overachieve. Um, they also won their bowl game. Hot take. That was a ridiculous call. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding? What me? are you talking about? They did not win their bowl game. However, everybody in this room doesn't care. There's no sympathy. No, no, <laughs> no, no yeah. one's sympathy. crying tears mm-hmm. because they lost. My my thing is, I would give them a B because you know. They did better than I thought they were going to do, but they were like a one-sided football team, you know, and that, that really... No defense whatsoever. That, that, that hurts. I mean, like... It's when almost they, like exactly what Josh Hypo was at UCF. Yeah, and so... Offensive football team can't play... They can't play defense. Now, given they had... I mean, their scholarship issues, too, yeah. at, at Tennessee. I mean, they didn't even really have a full team this year. Hayden uh, Hooker got a cannon. And is he... I believe he's coming back. That's, yeah. what, that's what we thought. Yeah, so. I believe he's coming back, so... He is coming back. So, I, I'll give him a B-. minus. They need to get better on defense, though, if they want to compete for anything. I think coming off of this year, obviously Georgia is going to be the gone and away favorite. But just for the sake of conversation, the talking heads, I think if you're going to pick a dark horse in the East next year, uh, I, I, I would say it's Tennessee. What about um, Kentucky? What about Kentucky? There's Kentucky? the other hype that I was. I almost said Kentucky. I'm, I'm sorry, Mark, Stoop, Mark Stoops is one of the best college, one of the best coaches in college football. That man can stay in Lexington until he dies. He will never get fired from there. That's his town. He 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 does a tremendous job at Kentucky, and I'm I'm really Kentucky. I'll say I'll say I'll say an A minus, A minus to B plus between who, that range. Who did they beat? They beat Tennessee, right? Yeah, they ended. What did they end in? They ended ten and three. Yeah, ten yeah. and three. Yeah, five and three. I would five and three say, in the conference, I, six and one at home. Yeah, that's, I would, that's I would, a tremendous I would, I would year. I would give them an A. I, I would give, say I give an, them an A. a. I, especially because they had that great team a couple years ago. Well, good. Benny Snell. Yeah, they had Benny Snell, Josh Allen. I mean, they really thought they were something. Um, Lonnie Johnson. I mean, a ton of NFL players. And then they lost all those players and were not very good. And he's rebuilt the team back up. A lot of morale. This looks a lot more sustainable, too. That was just a bunch of good players who were physical. You know, you need a sustainable program. I like him. I mean, I think he's done a good job. So... And I mean, look, I'm looking at their win and loss right now. The, the, they started a little iffy. I mean, they blew out UL Monroe, but then you take years off of Kentucky fans' lives against Chattanooga, 
You beat South Carolina in a close one. Then it gets starts getting better. So you 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 get Florida when Florida is still top. That was technically a top ten win. Um, beat LSU. You you thump LSU. You played Georgia closer than a lot of teams did this year. That was a seventeen point spread. Um, Mississippi State does the Mississippi State thing and only shows up to play ranked teams. So and then they did lose to Tennessee. But overall, Kentucky, I'm definitely an A. Far and away the second best team in the East this year. So yep. and I mean Georgia was in another class. So I mean yep. you know, uh, we have three more teams. I'm going to hold off on. We'll we'll go to Vanderbilt. Um, Do really? <laughs> I think it's funny looking at the standings. I had to click on see more to find to find Florida on the SEC. <laughs> That's funny. Yes, yeah, it's funny. All right, not worried about that team. Let's let's go to let's go to Vanderbilt. Um, are we giving Vanderbilt? An, I mean, they don't really have much to work with. Um, For those that don't know, at Bob Jones, we have a certain number of absences we can use. Um, in a semester before you get kicked out of a class and there's always those people that get kicked out like halfway through the semester that's Vanderbilt they don't even I don't even not even giving them a grade y'all got kicked out of the class yeah I'm gonna give them what is it a fail no, yeah. well, no not a fail a withdrawal withdrawal I'll, failing I'll, I'll w- give them yeah. a, a WF. Yeah. I'm giving them a participation trophy that's what I'm giving oh, them but, oh and eight in the conference but, but man here's, but here's the what, thing what do they have to work with they Dude. had a new coach yeah but I mean what <laughs> What was it? Four years ago, when they like were like five hundred, and they were like, "Give us Bama," and then lost by forty. How many years ago was that? I mean, that, it was Ed, was Eddie Lacy. I think we'll, was the, we'll no Derek Henry we'll was still twenty seven. We'll, we'll so. show you how to play some SEC ball. Yeah, no, you want to not know what ball we Derek play? Derek Henry was that running was, back. No, no, I think Tua was the quarterback most no, recently when Vanderbilt no, called no, it out. Has it been? Is it okay? It hurts. It, so yeah. right before Tua. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm saying that was a national. Championship I was it was either year. him or Coker. I that was the national. Was. That was the the second and twenty six year. Was it 2017? See, that doesn't, yeah, that no, doesn't was, sting as was, bad. It was. That but I'm saying sting. Vanderbilt was <laughs> there, it, and they literally, it's like they were like, they rode a little roller coaster, like the kids ride, and they get to the top, and then like really, but, really slowly, they're just going but, down, and now it's getting fast. But guys, as fans of teams that are members of the SAC East, we have to be nice to our little brother here, because look, we got to be nice to the doors. The, the baseball season's coming, okay? Yeah, we say it every time. And for, the those, baseball of the, season and is for coming. those of us that are Braves fans... Okay, they gave us Dansby, so we gotta we gotta, we gotta be. I gotta be nice to Vandy. I'm not nope. gonna make too much. Still, fun. still a WF for me. Yeah, but yes. I mean, I'm still giving you a WF. But I'm not gonna make fun of you. So you got DQ'd, no. Vandy. And they also keep the conference, the entire conference's GPAs yep. up. So they gotta always keep it up. It's weird. Why is Florida next to Vanderbilt in the standings? Can we not? Oh, okay, we're not talking Florida, about that. Florida team. is one right, ahead we'll of Vandy, but Vandy's ahead of Florida in recruiting this year. Well, okay, it's a great point, but, but that now, doesn't count but now, for this but grade. do we have to hear about Billy Napier and all the like? The, I think you know, we're going to pass on that. Twenty-five today. five we're, stars. We're gonna go, let's, go, in. let's go to Missouri. Let's go to Missouri first. Missouri. Um, I, am I think Missouri. <laughs> I think Missouri under. I think they're over underachieved this year. I, agree. I thought Missouri was going to be an eight and four, ninety-three team. Connor Bazelak had a terrible year. Um, it it Bong. just Eli Drinkowitz. If you keep this up next year, I don't know if you're going to be staying there. I really don't. I give them a C minus. They were under 500 in the SEC East. I mean, come on, especially yeah. with expectations. Like, if you have expectations in the SEC East and you live down to them, I mean, that's bad. Mm-hmm. All right, one, two more teams. We'll go to South Carolina. They did beat Florida. Just, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> I had to, 
Grant just took my phone and looked at their schedule. By, by, the, by the way, remember, Missouri beat Florida. Because of that loss, Dan Mullen was fired. Just to let you know. Ushering in the era of okay, the okay. Billy Wait, Goat. what was the score yeah. of the game before that, though? What? The game before the Mizzou game. Oh, the game I was at? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 40-17. to 17. That's exactly the team we're going to talk about. Let's talk about the South Carolina Gamecocks. Because uh-huh. guess what? I actually gave them an A- minus for their year. I agree. I I think the Shane trains coming. Beamer ball baby. Not actually not actually Dude, did you see that mayonnaise bath? This man is legit. I I think what they did, that team, like we can say all we want, like all bias aside, that team was horrible. Oh, they're terrible. Zero talent. Still don't understand like, how y'all talent. beat us 40 to 17. That, that's what I'm saying. I watched the Florida game literally expecting like blowout, blowout, blowout. And I got one just the other team. But I mean, even in that game watching it, I didn't think South Carolina was that good. I thought they were making good plays, but I mean, if he can get some recruits in there, man, I mean, like, I just think they have a, a, a much higher if ceiling. They can get year. recruits. They can be ten and two as their ceiling. And that's, dude, they've been awful for the last five years. Yeah, longer than that. Uh, looking at this, if I'm a Virginia Tech fan, I am kicking myself for not getting Shane Beamer somehow. The legacy thing, I I am very impressed with what he's Virginia done. Tech fans are actually still thinking about how they lost to Maryland 54-10. So, <laughs> it's true. It's because Tua suited up for his brother. Blacksburg has become black and bluesburg. Hey. That, <laughs> they're, you know. they're still out on that one. All it's right, tough. We have one last team. Is it Florida? No, it's who's the other team in the SEC East that we haven't talked about? Well, I didn't know if you really wanted to go here because I'm riding a really big high right now. All right, now let's. With this, you know what? We'll just... go. We'll go. What are we giving Florida? What are we giving Florida season? Right, Can no. you read what I'm saying, Grant? I, what, yeah, it's well. Let's it's, see, it's, do the it, eye chart. What's the number it, of the letter well, at the top? It, it is backwards, but oh. the, the, <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like, what's that second letter in in U? A B C F D E F F. That's the one. For those that don't see too, Trey was just holding up an F for like the entire time. That, that <laughs> and Zach it was, was backwards talking. until Grant corrected me. Was that this that good old USC fan base over there? I mean, I expected Florida to be second in the SEC East and to be challenging, especially after what we saw last year with Kyle Trask. I really, I mean, like, I had a good taste left in my mouth from Florida. I was expecting good stuff. Dan Mullen has been a really good coach besides this year. So... I was shocked, and especially like halfway through the year, they just fell apart. So I'm giving them an F, like not to hate on you, but I think I mean they deserve an F. So it's it's better that this happened this way. You know what? Hey, when Grant. it comes to class, when it comes to dignity, when it comes <laughs> to just utter professionalism, the first thing that pops into mind is the head coach at a storied program like the University of Florida coming out dressed like Darth Vader and absolutely making a fool of himself. And and that was that was what Florida that that press conference was a little that represents this season for Florida. Ouch. But all of that to say, that's not so much coming from the Georgia fan. Like I'm trying to be real here. I, I do think regardless of what my opinion is on Billy Napier, which isn't necessarily bad, it's just to, it's more like to unproven. be decided. Unproven. You know, we'll see. I think just getting Dan Mullen out of the program, and you'll agree with this, is huge. Yeah. Just because he's such a clown. It just is a better look for the program. People also ask, 
is there a Florida football team? <laughs> I just that's, thought I was. That's true. I, I, I Googled Florida University of there Florida is, football team. There actually is a football team. You that know? was the second most asked question, though. It's just not. Is there a Florida coaching staff? Well, there is one now after. And what's his name again? I'm not going to say anything. Go ahead. His name is Billy Goat. <laughs> Billy, Billy Goat. All right, you guys don't know what's happening on the recruiting. Trail. If y'all want to watch, if anybody I think out there, I think is he's like, a good recruiter. We'll see what happens on the field. If anybody so. out there is bored, just go to YouTube and search "screaming goats." It's very entertaining. And then while you're sitting there, just imagine like Billy Napier doing that, or just like in a press conference having a goat imagine standing Zach there doing it. <laughs> Zach doing it too, Billy Napier. That's what I. Oh imagine. no, I, I. That's what I was screaming. That, that's what I was screaming when I when I found out Georgia is getting all these five stars and Kirby finally beat Alabama. That's that's what I was screaming. Yeah. Hey, good for the University but of Georgia. In all seriousness, to say something good about Florida, just just cleaning house is an improvement. Oh yes, just that's huge. Um, I'm not saying that they're world beaters all of a sudden, but if they're ever going to get there, you ha- Mullen was not going to ever get the job done. It, it was. I mean, a, no, he I mean, even the fact he beat Georgia last year was a Gene Chizik kind of deal. With the you just you just had too much talent on offense. There was just yeah. When um, you when you have Kyle Pitts, Trask, and Tony, you're you're gonna win a lot of games. Yeah, and and uh, unless somebody else doesn't win the game for you, like Marco Wilson. So <laughs> tough. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, yeah. In in all honesty, it's it that's a big improvement for them. Regard regardless, I mean, the Billy Napier thing as far as the performance on the field could go south but even if that happens you guys think you're still in a better place than you are with dan mullen still at the helm we'll see what he does recruiting next two years yeah oh yeah and and this next year again coming from a real standpoint this next year like any other coach florida's probably being serious not roasting they're probably gonna not be good but you can't you can't judge next year off of Billy Napier because he's he's going to still be suffering from having a lack of talent. He's not going to have his guys in there for another two three years, so or enough of them to make a difference. If he keeps recruiting, like, he's still going to be suffering from from the leftover Mullen. But we saw with issue. Shane Beamer this year, a good coach can take a, a really lacking team, yeah. and if they buy in, can at least make something out of the season. Yeah. Although, yeah, the Drinkwitz thing though, when when he came out and did the "May the Force Be With You." I did laugh at that. Is that that's, that was is funny. that the trolling? Yeah, with, yep. when he trolled when he and he put the the hood on with the lightsaber. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Imagine getting trolled by Missouri. Man, I can't believe that. Actually, they don't happened. even like themselves. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> they don't. All right, I think that's um, later on in other podcasts we're going to go through other grading of teams. We're yeah. going to stick with the SEC. That's the only team we're going to do next podcast. Hopefully, we're going to get to the Big Ten and the Big Twelve. Those, those big schools, and we're going to grade their um, years. We're going to grade their players. And we're also going to look at some previews, possibly, for the transfer portal and next year. I can't believe we're already saying that. I'm, I'm The season's already over, and what am I thinking about? Next year. I'm already thinking about what the first game of the year is actually going to be. Isn't, like, it de- isn't it depressing? They just said, like, the other day, it's 200-something, like yeah. Makes me sad, man. It does. It makes hey, me sad. Too. NFL you know playoffs will keep me going for the next month. So, well, it, it maybe for a week because Pittsburgh's probably going to lose. Oh, I, I already know that. Big Ben said in his press conference today, "There we have no chance." <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Well, yeah, I, I'm. But you know what, though, we have a lot to look forward to next. The kickoff uh, weekend next year is going to be another good one. 
There's going to be a ton of hype. Zach's already been. Zach's already talking about going down for the Utah game in Gainesville. That's true. I'm pumped for for Oregon and uh, Georgia in the bins. Who does, who does South, yeah? Who does who, yeah with Landing? Who does, who South, does Carolina South Carolina play? play? I, I'm not sure off the top of my head. Probably some FCS school. Yeah. Well. I, Hey, Beamer starts next year one to zero. Hopefully, nothing hey. wrong with playing the Citadel, man. You know, whoever they're playing. <laughs> Unless you're Georgia Tech, another shout out. Just for those that don't Wait. know, the Citadel went down to Atlanta and beat Tech like three years ago. The Citadel Such. beat South Carolina like five years ago. Did so they? I, I yeah, they that, did. Yeah. What, what? What's the Citadels? They're the. Uh, I don't know. The Citadels. What's good. their mascot? They're the Bulldogs. Are they the Bulldogs? I think what so. Are they? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, hey, go dogs! <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. That's gonna do for the podcast. Again, we are on RSS.com. We are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. Go check us out. Listen to the podcast. Give us a like if you can. So great for y'all to to be here, to listen. And it's so great for us to be finally be back on the podcast. We're putting them out every single Monday. So tune in and listen for us. See y'all.